Welcome into Inside the Pile on the podcast for Thursday, March 10th. Chuck Zada and Mark Schofield here, and with the NCAA basketball uh, season now heading into March Madness, Mark and I figured that we'd get a little insane ourselves and start uh, kind of doing a little mad scientist route, uh, and we figured with it being the off season, we always see the league's competition committee sitting down and talking about the rules that they want to change for next season. Mark and I said, why don't we form the Inside the Pylon Competition Committee and do it ourselves? Why not? What do you think? Why Mark? not? I mean, hey, you know, if I know he just brought himself off the competition committee, but if Jeff Fisher can do it, we can at least make some suggestions, right? Did we have a recent suggestion for Goodell about the oh the combine? About strength, lengthening the combine and putting broadcast and everything, right? Yeah, we we had we had a number of thoughts about the combine. They uh, don't appear to have uh, acknowledged us in any way, but that doesn't mean you can't stop trying. We're just going to be uh, much like uh, what's his name's character. What's uh, who's the main actor in Shawshank? Tim Robbins. Yeah, much like uh, Tim Robbins' character in Shawshank, we're just going to keep writing those letters every day until yep. eventually we get the funding, and that's that's what we are going to do here. So. Today, instead of talking about uh, the combine, we're going to be talking about rule changes that we want to see on the field. And I'll kick it off if you don't mind, Mark. Go for it. Okay. Here's my first one. I'm going to pull something from rugby, actually. Okay. Okay. What I want to see is, in addition to uh, the longer extra point, Okay, we moved from the uh, the short little uh, you know dinky little 17, 18 yard extra point back to the 33 yard one last year. What I want to see is that as opposed to kicking the extra point from between the hashes, I want you to kick it from where you score on the field horizontally. So if you score on a fade route to the corner, you've got to kick it from the sideline. Really? What do you think? Do you think? <sighs> Builds a little hmm. more strategy in because, you know, you say, do I look, the corner route may be open now, but do I want to kick it there? Or do I want to throw it there because now I have to kick from the left or right sideline? Well, here's the question, though. What if, what happens if you decide to go for two? Does it just get moved to that hash because you can't have the ball? Yeah, if, if you go for two, it's just whatever. So maybe this encourages more teams to go for two. I which think more I think, teams would go for two. Which I think would be kind of cool also, right? Yeah. I think – and look, I hate – I probably just got kicked out of the union and everything. Yeah, you're getting an angry dues letter, man. Look, it's I I like I like to change things up, but how what do you I think that would be great to see because you know there are some teams where they'd say screw this, we're we're not going to deal with that. We're going to, you know, go for two instead, and there'd be other teams that say, "You know what? We'll line it up all the way out there and kick it." You know, why not? Well, what if you added an extra set of hash marks that are basically like between the numbers? And the current hash mark. So if you score on that, you know, fade route in the corner, you're not kicking from the sideline, but you're at least kicking like closer to the numbers. How about how about instead of uh, oh, the going, numbers itself? Yeah. Why don't we just go to the numbers? I would do that. Yeah. Yeah. I would kick from the numbers. And obviously, look, here's the other thing. A, uh, a 33 yard attempt from the numbers is going to be longer just because of the whole Pythagorean theorem. You got to remember, we're all about math here. You know, a squared, B squared, C squared. There you're going to go. be you're going to be kicking a longer kick there. So. I think it would be something just to change the calculus a little bit about, look, what route do I want to throw? Is this going to be available to me? Do I want to kick from there? Do I want to go for two? I'm always interested in making coaching staffs work just as hard as players. And this, you know, you got to build in a little bit more strategy there. I think it'd be cool to see. I like that. I, think, I do like that. I think it'd be cool. So uh, that's my first suggestion. What do you got? 
Um, all right. Well, let's start with this one. One of the things that I love about watching Canadian football is the forward motion rules. Okay. Yep. How you can have offensive players basically running at a full sprint as they, the ball is snapped as they hit the line of scrimmage. Now, in the CFL, they can do it with more than one player. I think one offensive player should be allowed to execute that style of motion so they can you know, drop eight yards back behind the line of scrimmage and tie it up and be at that full speed dead sprint as the ball is snapped. Can I also have a guy in motion horizontally at the same time? Or do you want to keep it just one guy in motion at all times? Um, I think just the one guy in motion. I'm, nah. We could go both. We could have one guy in forward motion and one guy in horizontal motion. How about that? Would that be? I wonder if that would just be too hard to officiate. Maybe we'll just keep it the one guy in motion. Okay, we'll go with that. We'll go. One guy can be in forward motion at the time the ball is snapped. No, I, I, I like that. How would you, if you're scheming there, where do you, do you use that as a guy who, I mean, I look at it and you say, okay, is this going to be a guy who's going deep or do you just, you know, put him in that and then just have him just run, you know, a quick little hook or a quick out just, you know, almost as a decoy thinking that he's going long. You could do a lot off it, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, my first thought is use that guy as a decoy. I mean, you're going to have, you're going to catch the attention of the secondary, especially the safeties. You know, you can imagine a situation where you've got to cover one scheme and suddenly that slot receiver takes his, you know, eight yard drop and starts hit and hits that line at full speed. And then if you've got like dual slot formations, that free safety is thinking, oh, this guy's coming deep. He focuses his attention there. And then the other slot guy goes deep. Yeah, you could run some really interesting things off that, actually. Yeah. And imagine this. Imagine if you get Rob Gronkowski with a head start. <laughs> That's probably the like, one reason they won't do it. I mean, imagine being that free safety and Gronk's running the seam route with an extra eight yards of, you know, momentum. I don't know why, but I just pictured, uh, and, and maybe this has already been done on the internet. It probably has because the internet is awesome and terrifying at the same time. Um, I'm picturing Gronkowski's head on Miley Cyrus's body from the Wrecking Ball video. You, we j- I can hear people just hitting close on their iTunes browsers right now. That's that's that is that's oh, where, that's where man, my head that's went. That's that's where it went. But it's, I have other questions. Why is how, why, why is that where your head went? Well, I was. I'm a disturbed individual. I mean, we know this. I'm as disturbed, but that's a deep, dark place, my friend. Let's move on. I, I got another idea. On. What's your next one? I got another idea. Okay. Uh, keeping with uh, the special teams theme here, I'd like to see the, uh, the ineligible uh, receiver downfield changed on punts so that you can open up the shield punt formation uh, in the NFL. We see it in college all the time can't do it in the NFL because of different rules relating to ineligibility on scrimmage kicks. And so what I'd like to see is uh, that rule change so that you can spread your uh, coverage unit out, uh, essentially spread them across the length of the field and get your coverage unit downfield a little bit more quickly. I think it would uh, really change things in terms of the calculus as far as uh, how teams are able to go about uh, getting downfield. And the other thing is because NFL players are much more athletic than what you see in college, I also think it would be interesting to see if that is able to be exploited by teams rushing 
at a higher rate than what we see in college. So I think, you know, kind of, again, talking about uh, the cat and mouse play that you see there in terms of strategy, I think it would do some really interesting things uh, to special teams on, in that part of the game to see what happens there. Okay. Okay. Now, do you see if that goes into effect, if that's, you know, changes made, yep. what types of players would that benefit? What types of athletes, you think in defensive backs, like what types of players would be good for this new rule? It probably, if you're going to that type of scheme there, I could see teams carrying potentially one less linebacker or tight end and picking up an extra defensive back who would fill that coverage role just because you don't need the blocking uh, quite as much there. And especially, you know, we had talked in our last show. Uh, what Was it last show? Yeah, it was last show. Uh, we had talked in our last show about how a lot of teams just in their, you know, almost base set now are going to that four-two-five look with an extra safety or corner in a lot of cases. And you sit there and you say, okay, you know, this gives that player potentially another place to play on the field. And, and it, from a roster construction perspective, it makes sense to me as well on that side of things. Okay. Yeah, I think that makes sense. So that's, that's, that's my second idea that I have. Uh, hopefully that gets us kind of back on track now that we had kind of ventured off into... A, a, a dark and mysterious realm. That's why... Uh, that's why you never sign a kicker for more than four years. Really, well, n- really I mean, not more than two. <laughs> to be I, honest, you, know, you really things shouldn't. Things can go awry quickly, I think, is the point you're making there. Okay, next rule change. Can we just figure out what a catch is? I mean, it's not a rule change, but can we just – look. Explain it to me then. <sighs> Explain to me what a catch is. Look, I'm – I, I don't use my hands. I use my feet. So I'll be the first to tell you, I, I don't know what a catch is. You know, I'm, I'm not the person to tell you. Explain to me in clear, in three sentences or less, what's a catch? Well, I mean, I think the best way to sort of describe this is to put on my robe, pretend that I am Justice Potter Stewart, for a moment, I know what a catch is when I see it. Okay, and that for those of you that aren't, you know, Supreme Court scholars, Justice Stewart was referring to pornography there. So here, uh, back in a, a deep dark place, and he was trying to determine for the Supreme Court what pornography is, and he said, "I know it when I see it," and it's just a basic thing. You understand when a person has a football. Okay, when they have control of a football, they have one hand around it or perhaps two hands and they are able to do they are able to secure it. Okay, I got I got a better way to uh, clean it up. How okay, about this? clean it up for me. How, how about this? The only place that a catch can be reviewable is to see if the ball bounced before it touched a receiver's hands. Okay. Um, once it's once it's in his hands, once it is in his hands, that call can't be changed. Okay, but then you get into a situation. The call can't be changed. No, once it's in his hand, call can't be changed. No matter what, it can't be reviewed. Like you can't because otherwise, a challenge flag. Well, other, no. If if it's if it's in his hands, and and look, if it, if it bounced before, you can review whether it bounced. But if it's in his hands and it was called a catch on the field, unless it bounced before, why would you review it? Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking a scenario where you're trying to determine if it was a catch, 
and then down by contact, an incompletion or a catch and fumble. Like, you know, guy catches it. Oh, so you're talking about one of those. Not like a, uh, a situation where guy's just rolling over and trying to figure out if he had possession or not? Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to see, like, you know, trying to game out under your structure what kinds of things could be reviewed and what couldn't. Well, I mean, again, I, I think as, as much as the catch rule is miserable right now because, again, it doesn't seem to have any consistency, I think that's the nature of the beast if you allow it to be reviewed. I don't think, I don't think you can get any better than what you have right now. That's, that's my point of view. So I think the only way through it is back the way you came if you want to try to figure it out because – with the level of technology that you have from cameras at this point, and, and you know you've got super slow motion now, and you've got ultra HD, 4K, 3D virtual reality coming in a couple of years, you're sitting there and you're going, "There's always going to be something that show." You know, there's a point of the ball, there's a blade of grass, there's this, there's that. I don't think there's any way to clean this thing up without going backwards. Well, I mean, we could do it. Hockey does. Just review every single one on an iPad. <laughs> yeah, um, no, that won't work. I'm try- I don't know. It just it just seems to me that here it is. Although you know, it's hard to think that there's a way that we can make this better when we're still talking about a sport that measures the first down marker with two sticks and a chain. And what's even more ridiculous about it is that essentially you have officials throwing balls back and forth, marking it with their foot, and then somehow you're getting down to measurements of inches. In order to figure it out, and you've got chains coming in from opposite sides of the field as to where the ball's actually measured. Yeah, like who, I mean, what, you, maybe what, what we should talk about in, ter- in terms of improving the game is the spot of the football. Okay, so how here's this is actually an interesting one, and this is one where I think you could improve it through technology. Yeah, put a chip in the football. Not just a chip in the football. You'd put a chip in a knee pad and elbow pads. Okay. And so, essentially, when that runner's knee is, you know, when you fe- when that runner's knee is down, okay, when you, you know, know exactly where it is, when height is zero, football is marked dead right there. You know, big red dot comes on the screen and says, "This is where it is." That I think you could do. I think you could do that. Didn't they have something like that on um, in Starship Troopers? Isn't that how they played? They had those knee pads and they're playing on a field with sensors. Is is or that what those were? I just thought it was because they were like indoors. It was like arena football combined with basketball and backflips. Yeah, but I they probably did something like that before they got shipped off to Big K. Right? You, would, you would hope so. You know, yeah. you would hope so. But but I think something like that would make sense because you know that's one of the most frustrating things, especially you know you talk about like half these goal line, uh, you know, for, you know first and goal, and you're sitting there and you're like, all right, so the guy went into the pile. He's under the pile. Neither of the linesmen can tell what's going on, and yet somehow you're going to call this either a touchdown or not, and then mark the ball to within an inch of somewhere. Yeah. Like, what? And, and we're talking about a game where inches matter. I mean, you know, the inches we need are all around us. <laughs> we have been all over the place in this show. I we, love it. We, we certainly have. What? Okay, here's another one that I have a question about. Forward progress. How? If you've got – that's the other thing. If They already have this – didn't the NFL already put chips and shoulder pads to track a player's movement on the field? It's, so you can figure out forward progress using that. I wonder if they're – are they that accurate in terms of like – are they accurate they're enough? They're more accurate than Walt Coleman with his bare eyes. 
Sorry, yeah. Walt. No, if he had an extra eye, he'd be a cyclops. I mean, it's it, you know how it is. But it's uh, yeah. It, I, I I wish I had a better solution for forward progress. But doesn't it feel like we're adding too much technology? Like it, it, maybe I'm just like a warped you know mind from like the '50s, where it's like I kind of want things to be old school. It's like you want this balance between being able to just let the game play while at the same time having it be at a higher level is that it it's it's probably impossible isn't it yeah i mean we're trying to improve the game any way we can and again it's the middle of march and you know we're spitballing stuff that's what we're doing and but again it, it we're talking about a game that could be made better and you could have more consistent calls and make sure that you're at least closer to the realm of correct than a, you know, a referee like marking it off with his feet and then you know, bringing the change from the other side of the field and thinking you get the spot right. What, here, here's a question for you. Um, obviously, we have seen kickoffs pretty much taken out of the game. To the point where it's pretty much, you know, you look at the number of touchbacks that you see now, it's around 50% in the league. So a lot of teams are just starting on the 20 pretty much every time. It's pretty clear that the the kickoff is not coming back. You're not going to see uh, kickers kicking from the 30-yard the line anymore. But here's a question, okay? In order just to get a little bit more differentiation between kickers, what about, you know, doing something where, look, kicker kicks the ball and where it lands, that's where the other team gets it. You know, first bounce, not, you know, where it rolls to, but look, first bounce. It's almost kind of like the javelin or the shot put. Wherever that ball bounces, that's where the other team gets it. And start it, do it from, you know, from your own goal line. So you're probably going to land the ball somewhere around, you know, the 30 to 20 yard line. And just wherever that ball is, there it is. Look, you've got still some differentiation. It values the kicker position a little bit more to make up for what I had done earlier in the show. And... I think it's just a way that you can still get some, you know, a little bit of differentiation there on that play. Look, I, I'd love to see more kickoff returns, but the NFL isn't going back there. We know that. I'm having this like flashback to like, you know, rock and jock softball. Remember those things on MTV? Yeah. And they had rock oh, and jock yeah. football. You put like a bucket in the other end zone, and if the kicker drops it in, you get possession. That's like the new onside kick. <laughs> But if you if you miss, if you go for that and it drops into the end zone, the other team gets the ball on their own 40. How about this? So how about this instead? So you've got the kicker kicking from your goal line, right? Right. On the other side of the field, you have one player who's touching the opposing uh, center goal post. Once the kicker kicks the ball, he can leave it. And if he catches the ball, they get to get it where it is. Kind of like kind of like the start of dodgeball. <laughs> exactly like the start of dodgeball. Yeah. yeah. I th- okay, I could work with that. I don't know. Get- I just, I just want to do something different on kickoffs. You know. Okay. Just because, like, you know that within five years they're going to be legislated out of the game. Oh, don't use that word. Legislated. I just want. <laughs> you put your lawyer hat on. I, I know you're up in DC. I'm I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, yeah. but I just you, you know it's coming. I mean, we continue to see the NFL chopping away at it. Just you know pulling the axe out, just chopping away. And I'd rather see something come out of it as opposed to just every team starts on the 20. Yeah. Okay, let's give that a shot. We can roll with that. So not as good I, not as good as some of the stuff I had earlier, I know, but what are you going to do? Um, 
Anything else or should we call it a show? I, I think what we should do is actually expand the active roster from what is it on game days? Uh, 46, I believe. Make it 49, and I want three QBs added. I want more QBs in the league. What, what are you going to do with more? We, we can't find places for, you know, we can't find enough that are capable as it is right now. Add, add some slots for some developmental guys, man. On the active roster? Yeah. Now, are these going to be mandatory QB slots? Mandatory QB slots. We should almost have it. I'd like to see it like Pop Warner style where each QB gets at least one series. I mean, now you're just pandering. I am pandering. I'm trying to you win know, that it's, QB I mean, vote. I know it's, listen, I know it's an election listen, okay? year, but you're just pandering now. Listen, there is a vote up for president of the quarterbacks union, okay? What, now, I, that, I, now, that, now, is, that, now that Peyton's retiring, you, you think you're going to bear the torch? Somebody has to. Yeah, I mean, you're as good of a choice as any. I mean, you've got experience. You know, you, you, you've worked as a lawyer. That's always a positive, not really in, in life, but in this respect. Um, At least in this respect. Yeah, I mean, I I think if if I were, you know, taller my- and, you know, more accurate, you'd have my vote, but I can't vote, so. This is true. Although, I thought that you it was kind of like the like global abroad vote, you know, like the other position unions get at least one electoral vote. I'll have to look at the bylaws. Kickers Man. have always been the wild card, so we, we kind of get to do what we want when we want. It's one of the beautiful things about the position. Um, let's call it a day, though. How about that? How about that? Did, is there anything we didn't cover in this show? I mean, we, we touched we touched a lot of stuff in this one. Yeah, we went to uh, this is kind of the uh, the podcast version of the UNC Four Corners offense. We were pretty much you know spreading ourselves about as far as we could here. So I think it's pretty much time to uh, put in the mail and call it a day. I think so. It's bare clock. That is all we've got right now, folks. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow on the Inside the Pylon Quick Kicks podcast.